character, along with his former co-star, Cody DePablo, who played Ziva David, will star in and executive produce a new 10-episode still-untitled NCIS series. A description of the show follows Tony, Ziva, and their daughter while they go on the run across Europe trying to figure out who's after them. No word yet on when that series will air on Paramount+. Plus. Hatch watch underway in the Southern California mountains. Three bald... Rest today, spotty showers, a possible thunderstorm too mixed in with that. It's 70-ish, dropping lows tonight of 50s to 60. Isolated, if any, showers coming in tomorrow. Partly cloudy to cloudy at times in the afternoon, warming up to low 70s. Your Sunday checks in with morning clouds to partly cloudy. Spotty showers, if any, and even milder. Morning lows of 60 with the afternoon going to a high of mid-70s. Increasing rain chances Monday into Monday night of mild 70s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. The annual Spring Music Festival is coming for a great hopping weekend with Swamp Pop Country Rock Music, Food and Crafts, Music by Aaron Foray, Sons of the Beach, The Rough and Ready Band, Shorts in December, and more. Friday, Saturday, March 15th and 16th. Tickets for adult campers, guests, and the public, $20. At Hidden Oaks Family Campground, Highway 190 East Hammond. For more details, hiddenoaksfamilycampground.com. show. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris to talk food with you. I have an assist from my dog who for some reason is just sitting there barking about something out in the woods. Maybe he's complaining at the, that, that it's such a nasty day today. Is it raining over there, Patty? No, I mean, I but it looks inside, like it's gonna. Yeah, it's been kind of raining off and mm-hmm. on all day. It's, it's, it's definitely a nasty day over here. I don't know what it's like over there, but it's enough to keep us from going across the lake in our pursuit of fish fries. We're going to stay over here. We did have a uh, pickup of the pyre. I was going to do today what we did the very first Friday, and I will still probably do uh, exactly that. We went to, or I went to go pick up a fish plate from Pyre, which we found exceptionally good the first day that we did it. It was totally different today, but I think it could be my fault because the first day we got it right out of the fryer. We opened it up and ate it right there. And so it was crispy and fantastic. And today I drove it home where it was sealed up. And, you know, when heat is, when fried foods are subjected to steamy heat, it wilts. So, but I I don't think that that was the only thing that made it different. I'm going to kind of check that out next week. Because it seemed to just be different in general. In some ways better, in some ways not. Like the fish was definitely not as good as it was the first day. The fries today were better. I don't like not knowing what to expect when you go someplace. I mean, I generally speaking 
really like not knowing what to expect, except when it comes to food that I've fallen in love with and want to have it again. And I thought last first two the the first Friday, so two or three weeks ago, uh, was exceptionally good. Uh, definitely not so today. I also want to try to make it to Mary Queen of Peace for Father Cooper's extravaganza. And I hope that that will happen because we are also planning to go to uh, the French Friday at the Southern Hotel. So uh, a lot on tap for a rainy, nasty day. Today's National Tex-Mex Cooking Day. And I didn't know that until this morning, but I actually did something last night that would be in honor of Tex-Mex Cooking Day. <laughs> I was really disappointed in it, too. Remember that old, I remember the uh, Flintstones patty and... Um, Underneath the sink was that pig. Yeah. So it was like a garbage disposal. See, that's how I look at my dog, except he's very discriminating. He's not like the pig who just sits under the sink waiting for treats. My dog sits on the uh, on his bed in the living room, but he is also always waiting for treats. And I hate when I make something that I don't think I can give him. It's very upsetting. Your dog, does your dog eat everything, Patty? My dog eats no table food at all. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, poor thing. Anyway, my dog does, um, doesn't eat vegetables and anything that smacks of anything that isn't meat. Hmm. I take so that back. My dog eats, she loves little mini carrots. She'll eat okay. those for a snack, and she likes bananas. Okay. But no okay. other kind of, you know, no meals, no no meats. Okay. okay. I was thinking about somebody else who, whose dog eats, <laughs> eats ev absolutely everything. There are some dogs who will eat absolutely anything. I've never had a dog like that. I have always given dogs people food, but they only like, meat people food and that's true of this dog as well but in this case I can't even give the dog this because it was you know I really need to ask someone remember when we had Patty Hinnich on I'm still mm -hmm. smarting about calling her but I would love to talk to someone like that who really knows chilies because I have this giant bag of chili chilies of all kinds, California chilies, Guajilo chilies, ancho chilies. And I don't know about the chilies and I would love to use them more, but chilies in the wrong hands can be bad. And I didn't stif stick my nose in and take a big, deep breath like I did the first time. Well, even the second time. But I quit doing that. So I And I finished off the tamale seasoning, which I thought was kind of a good all-purpose chili seasoning. So that's gone. And now I only have ground hatch chilies, which are really spicy. 
and these other chilies that are whole chilies that are dried. So I had this ground meat and I did the Trinity and garlic and then I thought, okay, it's time to make it Mexican. So I got my little chili bag out. And then I just stared at it for a second because here were these dried chilies and I wanted to use them. You know those chilies that I talked about that I've had, let's see, for 30 years, 28 years, 25 years that I bought in, I guess, Arizona or maybe New Mexico. And they, they were on one of those like um, ropes where they just hang there. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a, it's like chilies that are tied on a rope and they make a really good decoration in your house, but I have not used them. And I just started using them, which I know is ridiculous, but they're dried, you know. So anyway, and then I realized that I have a fresher version of those in that chili bag. I don't know what they're called. They, no, they're not enter chilies. Anyway, um, I, used, I used a bunch of those, which was super stupid. I used like four of those. The first time I made it, I only used one, and I thought that was much better. And I also used ancho chili. And I don't know, are you supposed to reconstitute dried chilies before you use them? Do you have any idea if that's the case, Patty? Do you have, you don't well, you don't use those. Well, and actually I did, you know, I tried to make some um red chili stew. And I thought that myself when I bought those those uh dried chilies, but I didn't. I just cut them up and put them in the stew. But I guess that's reconstituting. Yeah, it is. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Well. And I put too many I... in and, and we could hardly <laughs> eat it. I so I know. And so then I have a real dilemma. If I don't have the pig under the sink to eat these things, then I have to eat them myself. Because, as you know, I'm nuts and I can't throw it away. So it's it's traumatic. So I've got this, um, what was a beautiful dish. What I did was I took the, I, like I said, I was going to do, I took those. All right. Now, before I get into this, it's time for a break. We can take a break and be back with more of the food show after this. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market celebrating 25 years. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. All right, I want to tell you that Parish Coffee is available on your supermarket shelf. For some reason, I find that it's like right in front of my face. It's, it's, it's high up on the shelf. 
It's a purple bag with a golden rooster on it. Hashtag wake up to parish is perfect because people who are coffee aficionados have told me that it is, in fact, a fantastic coffee to wake up to. It's a gourmet roast for an every man's price. Parish Coffee. It's also part of the Orleans Coffee Group, which is the second wave of coffee roasters, I call it, in New Orleans. They've been around for 40 years last year. And they have quite quite an extensive line, orleanscoffee.com. They have a couple of different specialty coffees you can find at the supermarket. It's a white bag, but usually you'll have to go online and see what they have. And you can order it, and they don't roast it until you order it. So Orleans Coffee, if you are really into coffee... Orleans Coffee is a specialty roasting house uh, with really delicious coffee. They also are big into tea now. They're getting bigger and bigger into tea. You can get a tea service for your fast casual restaurant. They have a local brand called Royal Tea. That's the that's the brand. Their brand is the uh, Zia Special uh, flavored coffee that everybody's crazy about. If you are starting a coffee shop, they can help you with your supplies and your syrups and uh, equipment and some mentoring as well. Orleanscoffee.com. So because I can't waste anything, um, the girl at Val's said, do you want to take these chips with you? And they were good chips. They were thick and really hefty kinds of chips. And they were good. They were, they were very good chips. So I said, sure, I'll take them. Because I'd been thinking about doing this casserole like the one I tasted at my son's house. But his mother-in-law is a really good cook. And she does a lot of cooking. And I didn't ask for the recipe. But I sure did like eating the leftovers. And I've been thinking about that since... I had it, which, I don't know, what, six months ago? I mean, I, I'm not thinking about it every day, but, you know, when I see tortillas that are going to go to waste, I think, you know, I really should try to do that. So I thought, this is the time to do it. So last night, I took those tortilla chips, and I did the ground meat that I purchased at Fresh Market, and then it was chili time, and I had to really try to figure out what to do about the chilies, especially since my tamale flavoring powder was gone. So I took a can of, what is it? Old gold, red gold tomatoes that I just bought from Rouse's because that was the one, when we did that list of the survey of uh, different tomatoes, just canned tomatoes, not tomato sauce, but canned tomatoes. That was their number one. So I thought, well, you know, I've never heard of this brand before. I have to try it. So I did. And uh, I put that in with the ground meat once I had done all the vegetables and the chilies. And then I took a little taste of it and I thought, oh, this is going to be intense. So I was hoping that the tomato sauce pureed tomatoes would 
dilute it. And then I thought, well, you know, it's going to have a lot of cheese. The tortillas will sop up some of this spice. But in reality, it was still really spicy. But it did make for a beautiful casserole in the oven. And I was watching it cook. And then it had a little crust on the top. I put some uh, cheddar cheese, some sharp or extra sharp Cabot white cheddar, and mixed that with Monterey Jack and layered it. And... It was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. I would certainly not make it exactly like that again. I might make it again, but this time I would get the recipe. But I just, I, I just, it was too beautiful to throw away. So I wound up portioning it out in little portions. I mean, this is not something you can eat a lot of. I'm trying to think of how it could be revived into something appealing. And I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe a tomatillo sauce or a um, salsa verde or crema or, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm at a loss after that. A cheese sauce? Maybe a cheese sauce would be good. Like a cheese sauce and a, a salsa verde. I might try that. Anyway, you know what it came out to be? <laughs> It was really, really disappointing. I wanted to make sure that I wet the tortillas enough that they wouldn't still be kind of crispy because it didn't very long. I was just melting the cheese and making the tortillas soggy so that it would all blend into a casserole. And I did that. I did put some more water in it because the the tomato sauce chili stuff was not all that thick. Fortunately, I made a small version of this. And because uh, and, I, I was highly suspicious of it from the beginning. So I, I did all that and I baked it and it was really pretty and it came out nice, crusty on top, cheesy. And then I cut into it and I was shocked at the texture. It was like the tortillas were rendered into like sawdust. <laughs> I know this is sounding worse by the minute, huh, Patty? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I mean, really sound appetizing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. So you know how you get food that is um, scoopable? Remember when you were in school and they used to have those, uh, they used to really bug me, those little scoops where you would, you know, they'd scoop up something and then, release it onto your plate. And I just thought, yeah. food does not belong in this scooper. That is not an appealing look for food. And I never, ever have seen that since then. And if someone scoops something at a restaurant, I am extremely offended by it. But anyway, that's, this was a perfect scoopable food. <laughs> if I'd had a scooper, it would have just been the perfect fit for this, uh, because when I when I went into it with a, um, it was a spoon that had like a square edge around it, and I cut off a perfect square, I thought this needs to be scooped, which will give you an idea of my overall opinion of it. <laughs> if I think it belongs in one of those school cafeteria scoopers, uh, not so good. It didn't taste bad though; it was too spicy.
But that was really the only thing wrong with it, unless you really wanted to look at it. Like, you know, I've said it before, Riettes is something that I find really delicious. I just don't want to look at it. There are a couple of things like that. This would certainly be in that group. It's probably not a subject for the food show. But anyway, uh, that is what I did. I made my own nod to Tex-Mex cooking. And I would say that I offended Tex-Mex cooking day with what I did. Tom says about Tex-Mex cooking today is in 1845, President John Tyler annexed Texas to the United States with the permission of the Texans, of course. A Texas cuisine was already in place. It could even be said that Tex-Mex food was already born. It has grown ever since with the influence of Germans, Czechs, Africans, and a constant flow of people from Central America. It's still not enough to keep the ballooning chain restaurant cuisine in check. So that's all he has to say about it. It's also supposed to be Peanut Butter Lover's Day and National Pig Day. That's right. This is the 1st of March. Gosh, Patty, can you believe it? The 1st of March. So that means it's time to list all of the foods that are represented by March. Every month has about 20 different foods that it is the month for. So that would be National Celery Month. National Flower Month, National Frozen Food Month, National Nutrition Month, National Noodle Month, National Peanut Month, National Sauce Month, and National Caffeine Awareness Month. <laughs> Tom said he's aware that he needs a cup of coffee to keep track of all that. Caffeine awareness. What did we? What were we joking about with uh, Nathaniel Zimmet? Okra awareness. Yes, okra awareness. Five five six nine six nine six is the number in honor of Tex Mex Day. Tom has, as the Edible Dictionary, one of my favorite things in the entire world: chori queso. Chori queso is a portmanteau. Mandu word of recent vintage portmanteau I'm trying to say that right made from chorizo and queso the former is a peppery sausage the mexican variety of chorizo is a fresh sausage that is as often broken down into own state as it is served whole <sighs> One of these days, I'm going to have to have someone in that can explain the difference in chorizo, the Spanish version, and the Mexican version. One that I don't like at all, and the other that I really do. Do you ever eat chorizo, Patty? Is it too yeah. spicy for you? No, no, I like because chorizo. it's not really all that spicy. Mm -mm. Yeah. Now, the Spanish version is the hard version of chorizo. Do you like that one? Uh, I don't think I've ever had that one. I've always had the kind that comes in a tube. The crumbly. Yeah. The crumbly. Yeah. The crumbly is the Mexican version. 
which is widely varied. I mean, you can have a chorizo. Well, I guess it's kind of like other sausages. I mean, depending on who's doing the grinding and who's doing the spicing of it, you can have wild variations in chorizo. The house-made chorizo at Val's had a very unusual flavor that did not appeal to me at all. And the chorizo that is used at La Coretta is pretty delicious. And I can tell the difference when COVID hit and they were using a different kind. I went, what's, wait, what's with this chorizo? The one that they use at La Coretta has an intense fat, uh, fat component to it because when the chori queso comes to the table, it's bubbling hot and there's the little orange pool of grease on top which I know should be alarming to me, but I kind of really like it. 556-9696 is the number. The Mexican variety of chorizo is a fresh sausage that is as often broken down into a ground state as it is served whole. It's different from the fully cooked, cured, that's what it is, firmer Spanish chorizo. The second half of the word is queso, the generic word for cheese in Spanish, shoved together. It tells you two things. You have found a Tex-Mex restaurant and will shortly be served a bowl of melted white cheese with the ground chorizo mixed into it. This usually comes with flour tortillas for wrapping. It also makes a good dip for tortilla chips. One of my, I would say that is one of my favorite things to eat, depending on the place. And like I said, La Coretta is kind of my, my favorite version of it. Patty, the Spanish chorizo is a hard sausage. It is dark and kind of oily when it's cooked and has a much more intense flavor. You would see it like if you went to a Spanish restaurant, you would see it. But generally speaking, I don't really ever see it anyplace else. It's time for the news from Louisiana Radio Network. We will be back with more of the food show after this. We're talking about whatever it is you want to talk about. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. Governor Jeff Landry is calling the crime special session a great success. Democrats say it failed to address the root causes of crime. The special session, which took less than two weeks to complete, produced legislation that expands death row execution methods, charges 17-year-olds as adults, and eliminates parole for people who are jailed in the future. Governor Jeff Landry. Our home is a lot safer for today than it was yesterday. But House Democratic Caucus Chair Representative Matthew Willard says locking up offenders and throwing away the key does not work and is costly. We just ran through proposals that I think are going to cost the state more than $100 million. I'm Jeff Palermo. And Governor Landry is expected to sign a bill allowing non-felon adults to carry a concealed firearm without a permit, which means training required to receive those permits will no longer be required. Owner of Concealed Carry Nola Dave Newman says training is important to keep yourself and others safe. And he says it needs to happen under pressure. 
pressure. Even law enforcement, with the training they get under the stress of the moment, they miss a whole lot. LRN. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions Now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of Tax Professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions Now. Call 800-319-6697. This is Ed Harrell, founder of The Kindness Revolution. I was brought up in the South. My family was taught that the magic words are please and thank you. There's a lot of truth to that. Research and opinion surveys show that people appreciate being appreciated, whether they be employees, co-workers, service providers, teachers, students, athletes, family members. The little act of saying thanks goes a long way towards encouraging more of the appreciated behavior. So beginning this week, let's spend a little time saying thank you to the people around us. It takes little time, no cost, and just a little thoughtfulness but it'll make our worlds a little kinder. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The solar eclipse is coming in April, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it as it gets closer. You'll also be hearing about how important it'll be to have your solar eclipse glasses for your family and friends. Why not buy them from the store that promotes kindness? Simply go to shop-kindness.com and buy yours today. That's shop-kindness.com. By the way, our listeners get a 20% discount on all items, so head to shop-kindness.com and enjoy the eclipse safely with your family and friends. Remember, shop-kindness.com. I get misty just holding your hand. Alrighty, five five six nine six nine six is the number. Patty, I just sent you a picture of my Tex-Mex casserole. So let me know when you get it. Five five six nine six nine six. I think I just said that. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, yes, Tom. The old kitchen sage says you must always cut a leek from end to end and pull it apart into many layers because you never know what you're going to find in there, a rock or a diamond, but mostly just a lot of sand. Although I don't know if that's as true as it used to be. I think when Tom wrote that it was probably a lot more true that it's kind of sandy uh but i haven't found that to be the case of course leaks are not something that i do a lot with anyway but i've not noticed that words to drink by today from basil bunting a british writer born in 1900 always carry a corkscrew and wine shall provide itself what is it if you build it they will come uh i guess that's true of uh Let's go to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. Hey. Hello. Uh, since you were talking about chorizo, 
Uh, about a month ago, I called and suggested to you uh, to get some from Chasasi. Yes, and, uh, you did. And they're all big advertiser for you also. Yes. And I found that theirs is outstanding. And okay. it's, uh, it's, it's the crumbly kind. So if you'd uh, really uh, want to get into some good chorizo, okay, there now, you go. Did you order it or did you find it? I, I know that I can go to Will Call and pick oh. some up. <laughs> It's right inside the front gate. I used to okay. order it when I when I had a business at one time, and I used ah, it all the time. Really? But uh, okay. but uh, that that's a long time ago. But I still uh, know how to go get some. So oh, so wait. So at at Chisace, at the plant on Jefferson, you just go there and pick it up. But they don't right, really right. encourage re- retail like that, do they? Sure, they do. They do. They don't. Th- I wouldn't say encourage it, but they don't uh, discourage it. Really? You know? Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's good yeah, to know. Can... See, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You can go in there and get the whatever, you know, in wholesale packages. You okay. know, uh, what I picked up was a five-pound box of it. Okay. For like 15 bucks. So it was really quite cheap. <laughs> Okay, that is good to know. I'm really glad you said that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know if you, you know, if you had ordered it, but if you can do that, I did. You tell me that the first time to go, just go over there and pick oh, it up. Oh, probably not. Oh, it, it was it was more in conjunction to your uh, uh, information on their hams and everything yeah. about Chasasis, and I pointed out that they also have very good uh, chorizo. That's a really and, good uh, product. I mean, they they but, they do good work for sure. But they, uh, um, yeah. But since I just turned on the radio and just heard you talking about chorizo and all of that, I said, I'm glad oh, you called. Have you have you bought anything that. else there? Because I've not, I have not oh, bought a lot no, of different things. Go ahead. Mark. Yeah, no, not 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 lately. Uh, you know, uh-huh. like I said, uh, I uh-huh. used to all the time. Did you have a restaurant at one time? Ah, uh, yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a I had a gas station with a kitchen in it. Okay, ah, but okay. Th- this was a real kitchen, uh, not 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 just uh, you know something that's, well, that's prepackaged and whatever. We, we we did real cooking in there. Where was it? Uh, because because it, you it, know, I didn't know this until. I don't know, I guess 20 years ago when Tom discovered Abita barbecue in the gas station at I-12, the Shell station. And that's when I started noticing that that's not all that (laughs) uncommon that there's a, like a kitchen in gas stations. I did not know that. Where was yours? Oh, yeah. Uh, It was on airline near uh, Hurwitz Mint. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and so uh, what did you, know, you cook? Did you serve things like a little, like, lunch line or something? Uh, yeah. We had daily specials, plate lunches, and we really? had a, a full full lineup of po' boys. Huh. Okay. And, uh, yep. Yeah, we did it on. Tom visited once. Uh-huh. All right. What was the I, name I of it, or do it. you want to say? I still got his comments. It was called Kid Creo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Absolutely. Yeah. How long have you not been doing it? How long have you? Oh, almost eight, nine years, something like oh, that. Okay. That's fairly recent. Okay. It, yeah. It's, it, called, it's called burnout. 
<laughs> well, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But is the kid, is it still kid Creole? Because I, I no, think that that was, no, okay. No, it's okay. nothing anymore. Oh, okay. okay. You know, oh, it's, well. it's, it's gone through some evolution over time, but it's mm-hmm. nothing like it was, like we yeah. did. Yeah. Well, I no. mean, you had you had a pretty good presence. I mean, I I know that name, and I. Uh, you know. Yeah, we 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 happened to open up right before Katrina, and that changed the whole business plan. Uh-huh. And then we were dealing with post Katrina yeah. uh, business, <laughs> but being in Jefferson Parish, we benefited by all of that because of the people and the workmen and. Uh-huh. We're leaving yeah, right. the city yeah. and going yeah. out airline. Uh-huh. They, uh, we were the first place to stop. Yeah. Well, it's a tough also, business, Ms. that's for sure. Go ahead, what? Oh, yeah. I also told you about a great roast beef, which you talked about before, of Central Old Boys. Yes. Oh, okay. Outstanding. Okay. You know, I never did make it there for my Central, for my, uh, for my, poor boy piece because they were never open when yeah, they I could go. Limited dollars. You know? Yeah. yeah. So They're uh, like Monday I, through Friday to yeah. three o'clock. So it's yeah. uh kind of So tough. if we went on Saturday, like I'd never heard of a poor boy <laughs> yeah. place not open on Saturday, but indeed they are not. So it didn't make it into but there were plenty of other ones. But I, I one of these right. days I do want to go back there. Alonzo's I thought was great. And um, I did go there once or twice with Tom, but I don't know that we've been to Central even before you suggested it. Anyway. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Daryl. Okay. I appreciate there it. There you go. Okay. Bye. Chisacy's chorizo. I have to go get some. I didn't know that you could do that. I hope they don't get mad at me for saying that. Because, <laughs> you know, they kind of keep a low profile, but... Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask him if that's okay. Words to eat by today from Charlie Brown. Nothing takes the taste out of peanut butter quite like unrequited love. I think. I think we read that not too long ago. I mean, I never know. You know, if it's if I've got the wrong day of these or not. Patty, did you check with um, the chili? The chili lady? Yes, I did. And unfortunately, she can't come on with us. But she gave me a couple of other numbers, and I've called in. There's a New Mexico Chili Association Uh and a New Mexico Chili Institute. And Ah. I put in calls to both of them. I don't know if I'll be able to get them today, but we'll definitely get them on the show. Yeah, I would like to do that because I, I, I... you know, I hate to see this bag of, I mean, I might be sitting on gold and not know it, you know? I mean, I, it's like, I don't know. Chefs have a whole different way of approaching things, which is, of course, based on their training. Right. And that's why restaurant food tastes so different than the food that you're going to cook at home. But uh, it would be nice to just identify something whether it's a chili or a spice, and know exactly what to do with it. I mean, there are a couple of really basic ones. That, Tom, don't, can I have that? Let me, let me have that, babe. There's uh, certain ones that you just sort of know about because you're familiar with them, but, you know, because they're, they're common. But the ones that are a little more, you know, uh, unusual or less common, 
I'd kind of like to know what to do with it. Like, Patty, I want you to use the cardamom that you have in your kitchen. Yeah, I'll have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you could do that that's, or you should do that? That's not the one that tastes, that tastes like licorice, is it? I don't know. I just know that it made that basic little ordinary cookie otherworldly and I yeah, want to did. have some more of cardamom I want to be able to use it it's like a magic spice but I I you know I don't I don't do that much cooking so I don't know five five six nine six nine six your is casserole looks beautiful it's nice isn't it yes. it looks yes it, it but when you look at the inside of it 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 looks like it could be that you know school cafeteria scooping but it, mm -hmm. it's um i don't know it's it's got possibilities I, i'm not giving up on it yet because of course no. i give up on anything but um i feel like with a cheese sauce that could dilute some of the spice that it might uh, and maybe i'll ask the chili people when we talk to them about how to fix chili when something is a little over chilled how do you fix it because i think other people might have oh, yeah that too. happened to me all right we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna take a break and be back with more of the food show after this Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville. 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Alrighty. I don't know, Patty, you listen to the show, uh, you know, from a listener's standpoint, I guess. And um, I don't know if this is true, but it seems to be the case. I don't believe we've ever had as much audience participation in a commercial as we have with Chisacy. Oh, you're 100% right. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not my imagination. People do comment about Chisacy. I'm going to go right into a spot, even though we just had a spot. But I love the fact that the audience gives such feedback, which proves how beloved a company it is and how entrenched in the culinary culture it is of this city. And with good reason. I mean, it's a 115-year-old company. But we had Daryl talking about in his Daryl, not Daryl, uh, Darren, in his Darren way of making you just want to jump up and go get some Chisacy from the deli where he watched them slice it and fold it and then he would have that first slice or Nancy's grandmother who exclaimed to the poor, <laughs> the poor deli counter person, if you don't have Chisacy, you don't have ham or you're out of ham. And then just now that you can get this chorizo, which I will absolutely go do because I love chorizo, and I'll bet you it is a gosh darn good chorizo. But Chisacy ham is our iconic ham, the VIP. That's the, that's the star of their lineup. That's the one and only that everyone gets for everything. If you look on menus, it's always Chisacy ham. 
restaurateurs know that's the one to get. It's got a silky texture and a wonderful taste, and it is just delicious. They also have, as you just heard, chorizo among quite a bank of other sausages there. They have a bone-in ham, a roast beef, the Schatz chili, and, of course, the beloved VIP ham. Chisacy, go to their website, chisacybros.com, and see all of their offerings. It's Chisacy Brothers. We also have another iconic company, but I'm not going to tell you about that until next hour. But the folks from Elmer's are back with us this month because we're, we're counting down the days till Easter. But we will talk about that in a little bit. And uh, we have another, also another new advertiser coming up next week. And uh, I will mention that in a little bit. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. That is all we do. Yeah, Patty, I'm going to have to figure out a way to resuscitate that and, and start over again. The tortillas are like... <laughs> they're like mush if you look at it really closely. Like if you spread that picture you can see that there is no more tortilla definition. It's just like a mush. Again, it, it, it's like bread pudding. I mean, if you think about bread pudding, that's not good, but it tastes good. So I, I got to figure out a way to, um, to change some of the texture situations with it. And also, of course, to dilute the, uh, the fiery taste of it. Let's see, Deaf Dining Rule number 227, if someone tells you where the best chicken fried steak is to be found, he has eliminated that restaurant from your consideration. That's how, that's how it to be. Tom, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Hey, uh, Patty, did you tell me that Bob liked chicken fried steak? Yes, he does. He does. Mm -hmm. And where does he get it? The last... Uh, uh, Actually, Katie's has oh, well, a you great know chicken fried okay. steak. Yep. Now, you see, I'm going to have to try that because I don't like chicken fried steak. I don't want to eat chicken fried steak, but I like the idea of chicken fried steak. And so at one time, I was going around looking for a chicken fried steak to love. And I went to a place on the North Shore where I think the food was really terrific. It was unusual, but I thought the chef was really terrific. It was a place called Hambone, which sadly no longer exists. And uh, I passed there today and I was thinking, I wonder what's going to happen to that building. And I hope it doesn't just like rot because it's a cute little building. But it's an odd building, too. But Luke Hidalgo was the chef. He was uh, from the A-listers across the lake. And he was and is an excellent chef. And I thought, okay, they have a chicken fried steak on the menu. This is going to be good. And I could sit there listening to him pounding and pounding and pounding on that thing and thinking, oh, boy, this is really going to be good. But it wasn't. I didn't care for it. So... 
I said, if Luke Hidalgo can't make chicken fried steak something I want to eat, then I don't like chicken fried steak. And now you're throwing out Scott Craig, who can make anything. I wonder if he could yeah, fix right. my. I wonder <laughs> if he could fix my Tex-Mex thing. Um, he, I mean, look, if Scott Craig, this, okay, so I'm upping the ante now. I'm going to go have the chicken fried steak. And if I don't like the chicken fried steak at Katie's, then that's it. The door is closed and slammed shut because Scott Craig is the man. And that is some seriously divine eating there. So I'm going to try it. That's going to be the test of tests. The chicken fried steak. Do they have it every day? Is it on the menu? I don't know. Every time we've gone there, it's been there. And Bob always, it, another favorite of his is the hamburger steak. Mm -hmm. So he always goes there not sure which one he's going to get. You, you see, <laughs> I always thought that chicken fried steak was a hamburger steak that was then breaded and fried. And I think I would like that better. The problem with chicken fried steak is that it is this... Yeah. desperately <laughs> in need of tenderizing piece of meat that I don't know I just but I have faith in in Scott I think I think uh maybe I, I, it might be good I, I think it's round steak or something like it that. probably is like pine meat you know the steak that you would use yes. for pine meat Yes. I never did warm to pine meat. I was just thinking about that the other day. We went to Rizzuto's and Tom got the essentially panade veal, and it had like a Mediterranean preparation. It had artichokes and tomatoes and basil and I think olives. And it was a nice looking dish. I think it's called. Um, Is that the veal, veal risotto? risotto? Yeah. Veal risotto. Yeah. And, uh, and then I. I brought it home because we ate too much and he took like two bites of it and then we brought it home. And then when I warmed it up, I had a good, and I realized you know, this is just thinly pounded panade meat is what it is. And I never did, I never did really get panade meat. But you ate it a lot, right? Oh yeah, my, mo my yeah. mother cooked the best panade meat and I've never been able to duplicate it. Yeah. I don't know. but Was it, was it? Uh, just like round steak? Yeah, or? she used to send okay. me to the meat market, to Wagner's okay. Meat Market, and get a round steak sliced so thin that you could almost see through it. Okay. And she would do the egg wash, and she used cracker meal for yeah. the coating. Uh -huh. And we just loved it. And we loved it the next day on a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. And I've tried a million times to do it, but I think... It's, you know, you can't go to a butcher anymore and get right. thinly sliced meat like that, you know. And if it's not thin, it's too chewy. Yes, see? Not a fan of chewy. Mm -hmm. and I, <laughs> I mean, there are some, I guess if I really thought about it, there are some things that I would like to be chewy. But really, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Not a brownie, not a cookie, and certainly not a piece of meat. Uh, not lobster or anything like that. So maybe, maybe chewy's not my thing. Go ahead, what? Uh-oh. Is that you or me, Patty? I hope... Oh, okay. Darren, come on in. Hey. What's going on? Hey, I was calling because the the pane or paneed meat uh -huh. really just brings back incredible memories in my grandmother's kitchen. So... Patty. 
In addition to the soapbox sound effect, we got to get Darren's, you know, memories. Memory. Yeah. yeah, we do. We really do. All right, go ahead, Darren. So she, it was Pane Veal. Uh-huh. It was incredibly thin. Okay. In fact, I have memories of her hammering the piece. <laughs> with out. an actual like hammer? That, no, I actually oh. still have it. When she passed, I took so much of her kitchen uh-huh. supplies. It's one of those, I guess, is it maybe aluminum or stainless? It's It looks like a, a club <laughs> with the little, you know, the little indentations. Uh-huh. If you will, yeah. but, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, so I remember that and she would make that and we would sprinkle just like fresh lemon on top. Mm. And then she would do just a little side of maybe like vermicelli with a little bit of olive oil, garlic, a little bit of fresh grated parm on top. And that was the meal. And I can remember, I mean, I was, you know, in college and high school, I can remember like just eating unlimited pieces of that mm-hmm. because like there wasn't much to like it. Chips, yeah. Uh-huh. But it was so good. Patty, we also have to have a, a sound effect of someone swooning because when Darren tells me <laughs> stories like that, I just I, I, have, I, mean, a, really I have this dreamy was. smile on my face. I'm swooning. Uh, yeah, it, I could see that. Darren, did you ever follow Tom's instructions and sit with your grandmother and get her recipes? We we do have them. You okay. know, it's funny that you say that. I remember one of my last calls with Tom. I have a, a late uncle that made the greatest flank steak that I had ever had in my life. So simple, but so good. And I never got the recipe and what I would do to have it. And just I think taste the key it. to that, I think the key to flank steak is, is marinating it. Well, that's what it was. It was, uh, yeah. he would, I remember he would, he would, marinate it and then he would cook it maybe a medium well i mean a medium to maybe some parts were medium rare i probably ate more of the medium but it was just so well done and then he would always make fresh he would steam asparagus and like a little bit of lemon sprinkled on top with maybe a little bit of fresh grated parm Mm-hmm. But I never, I never got the recipe, and it and it disturbed me that I did not do that. But no, well, we do have my grandmother's recipes. Okay, good. We do. You ever do I, I mean, them? Aunt, oh, I mean, that, that's my aunt's. Basically, that's my aunt's cookbook, the one I always talk about. <laughs> okay. And um, but I mean, the memories are so you know, I mean, they're they're so incredibly. Rich everything from red beans cooking all day on a Monday to her sauce on a Wednesday. And, you know, of course, probably one of my greatest mem- or one of my best memories. And I think about it often because it just, it was so funny. You know, I had a tendency to want to grab the spoon and stir the sauce. And I usually hear a combination of English and Italian being fussed at. <laughs> To not break up those those tender meatballs. So I love broken meatballs. Did they scream at you for breaking the meatballs? Because to me, well, I, I think initially, the best. 
Yeah, I think initially she didn't want them uh-huh. to, to be broken, but then, you know, it never failed the next day or if we ate leftovers, because yeah. we always, my, that's one thing I will say about my family and, you know, to each their own, it does amaze me. I mean, I know people who refuse leftovers. But we ate Tom was one of those people, but I would eat his share all the time. Yep. Darren, I don't know how many recipes there are in that book. I mean, I don't know how many recipes in that collection. I mean, how many would you say? Probably at least a hundred, if not more. I mean, I, her I don't know how busy you are, so but distinct. you ought to write these stories down. I think it would be a good a good recollection of New Orleans, Sicilian, Italian, and really kind of a heartwarming book. I do. I know it works on me. I'm sitting here swooning every single time. So just a thought. Just want to drop that in your brain. Well, and I think my wife could help me because she is a very long-time language arts teacher, and she has been contemplating for a while about writing a children's book. So I know Kim has the ability to to help me. Yeah. All right, WGSO New Orleans. Corey Myers, USA News. An extremely dangerous winter storm has arrived in California and is unloading feet of snow, strong winds, and blizzard conditions in the mountains through the weekend. The storm will bury California under its biggest snowfall of the year. Snowfall rates are expected to reach three to five inches an hour from Friday through Saturday, especially along the Sierra Nevada. With that extreme snowfall, that means six to ten feet of snow could bury parts of the Sierra in just a matter of two to three days. Yosemite National Park is under a blizzard warning through the weekend, closing Friday through at least Sunday afternoon as they are expected to get at least eight feet of snow. Strong winds with gusts in excess of 55 miles an hour are also likely for a majority of the West, including the Rockies through Sunday. Both President Joe Biden and his political opponent, former President Donald Trump, visited the U.S. southern border on Thursday. They rarely agree on anything, but they both agree the situation along the U.S.-Mexico border does need to change. In his speech in Brownsville, Biden made Trump an offer. Join me, or I'll join you, in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. You know and I know. It's the toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill this country has ever seen. So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done? Trump is unlikely to accept Biden's peace offer, saying the United States is being overrun by the Biden migrant crime. The Senate passing a short-term funding bill that once again avoids a partial government shutdown. The agreement now heads to the president's desk. President Biden also urging them to work on a long-term funding bill. This is USA News. Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? 
good because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-475-7125. 800-475-7125. That's 800-475-7125. The Philadelphia Philly is doing away with dollar hot dog night for safety reasons. Apparently, some unruly fans last season got their food fight on and all in good fun started throwing the hot dogs at one another with quite a few landing on the field. Dollar dog night has now been replaced on select dates with a two-for-one deal. Very special agent Anthony Dinozo is back. Paramount Plus has confirmed that Michael Weatherly's NCIS character, along with his former co-star, Cody DePablo, who played Ziva David, will star in and executive produce a new 10-episode still-untitled NCIS series. A description of the show follows Tony, Ziva, and their daughter while they go on the run across Europe trying to figure out who's after them. No word yet on when that series will air on Paramount+. Plus. Hatch Watch underway in the Southern California mountains. Three bald. Often on rains overnight have been heavy in a few spots. So an isolated spot or two could have a flooded street. Otherwise, the rains will taper off going into the afternoon today. Spotty activity by later on and overnight. And that's going to be the general trend of rain activity over the weekend. After a chilly start, though, today, up to 70. Slim chance tonight with morning lows near 60 or some 50s. Partly cloudy tomorrow and Sunday afternoons. Slight chance each day with highs of low to mid-70s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Sleepers, stay cabs, dump and service trucks, flatbeds, buses, trailers, boats, RVs, farm tractors, pickups, autos, and more. The two-day spring public auction... Accepting your consignments, too, at Henderson Auctions in Livingston, Louisiana. Thursday, March 14th, Friday, March 15th, 9 a.m. Preview Wednesday, March 13th, 9 to 4. Register now at HendersonAuctions.com. This is license number AB-459. say that it is also march 1st and this is the food show and i'm arianne fitzmorris let's talk food that's what some fitzmorris has been doing for 35 years here darren if you're still listening patty don't you agree with this i'm sure that his wife could help him with the mechanics but it has to be his voice yes yeah his voice has to come through mm-hmm. with that kind of um just like enthusiastic emotion to talk about a kitchen filled with pots of food but just love everywhere and i think that it would really uh, be charming it'd be a great christmas gift for the family yeah it really would anyway 
in your spare time, Darren, I don't know how much spare time you have, <laughs> but anyway, it must be your voice. It must be your voice. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. That is all we do. Tom, no, no, baby. No, 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 definitely not. I'm going to get knocked off the air by that. Tom is doing what the cat does whenever the cat is around, which is mess with wires. <laughs> yes, we can't. Uh, half the time, I don't know why some electronic thing happens, but that one I got down. I know exactly what's going to happen if you look crooked at the wires, much less touch them. All right, so it's going to be a rainy weekend. Does anybody have any plans for a rainy weekend? It actually wouldn't be a bad idea to go to that home and garden show if it's going to be raining all weekend, although you do have to park and then walk, but that's not too terrible if you catch it at a time when it's really not raining all that much. Tomorrow's National Banana Cream Pie Day. I don't really know the difference between banana cream pie and Boston cream pie. Well, Boston ever... cream pie doesn't have any bananas. <laughs> and Boston has chocolate. It's not really a pie, though. No, it's not. It's more like a cake. Yeah, it's like a layer cake. It's with a yummy a cake. Yeah, it with is. a pudding, yeah, a pudding between it and then chocolate on the outside. Yeah, I think it's really good, and and I don't know when we were in Boston the last time. Gosh, that was six years ago, and um, it was in the fall on a rainy port day on what would be the last Eat Club cruise. And uh, we were at the Parker House where we had Parker Rolls where they were invented. And we also had Boston cream pie since we were in Boston. And I have always been trying to figure out if a Boston cream pie and a banana cream pie were the same and they just had different names, but they are indeed not the same. Have you ever had Emerald's banana cream pie? Yes. You like it? Oh, yes. It's delicious. I, I guess I don't really, I mean, because I, I'm not a big banana fan, I, I've never had it, but it's probably something that I ought to try since it is his signature That's his dish. his signature thing, and it is yeah, delicious. It is. is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, when we make it there, I will make a note to do that. According to Tom, he says that it was in Emerald's uh, first uh, cookbook. It was, a big, it was a big thing. I wonder if you can go to Emerald's now just like for dessert. Well, you know, they have this section yeah, that the section that EJ was talking about, the bar, which I still haven't made over there made it over there to try his fried rice. I would be really intrigued to see what EJ Lagasse's fried rice is like. But it's it's an eclectic menu, as he said, of things that quote he likes to eat. So if you're in the house at Emeralds, I would imagine you are able to get the banana cream pie. I mean, I, I don't know with the big prefix menu if I, I would assume it must be on the menu. I don't know. I'm unlikely to ever go and have that menu 
um, I'd be curious to see if Tom would love it as much as he would have loved it prior to his current situation. By five, generally speaking, he does definitely understand all of these uh, things. His taste buds have not failed him, that's for sure. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me. I would love to talk to you about food. That's what we do. I wish I had something else to talk about, having been out two or three times. I was talking to my daughter today about all the eating out that we're doing, which is considerable, I would say. <laughs> but if you don't do it every single day, then then you don't have a report for the day. But I just I just can't, you know. I'm happy to report on my little uh, my little Tex-Mex adventure. And I do want to definitely talk to the chili people. Maybe I can, I can figure out what to do with all of those chilies. Patty, you don't have a collection of dried chilies, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Because when you said you were trying to figure out if you reconstituted them, I'm trying to figure out what is she doing with dried chilies? Yeah, I got a recipe for um, the red. Bob loved the red chili stew at Poncho's. I don't know if you remember Poncho's. I do remember yeah. Poncho's. He loved that red chili stew, and he asked me to try to make it. So I got a recipe. You know, I surfed the Internet, found a recipe for it, and it called for, of course, red chilies. So I went to Ideal Market, and I bought them. And uh -huh. I don't think I bought the right kind because I used what it told me to use. And it was so hot, we could barely eat it. And he loves spicy stuff. He ate it, but it was, like, really hot. So I think I used the wrong kind. Yeah. I don't know. I um, I, I definitely have a threshold. Like, I, I've decided that I was, I was looking at the... Um, the remainder of the hogshead cheese from Trey's from the other day. And I was going to go and get some more. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to wait till he does the milder version because I, I would like to try the milder version because there, there does come a point where it's like, you know what? It's, it's the threshold, but it's like, it's like over the threshold. Uh, as I, Nancy, let's put her on. Now. I'm going to see if she can wait. Can you wait until I do another spot or two? Sure. Okay, so we have we have a spot coming up, and rather than get started, I'll just tell you that you should get the LaRuth's Vanilla, because Warren LaRuth was a legend in town, and not only in town, like kind of internationally, he was quite the tastemaker, and after his uh, celebrated restaurant closed and broke a lot of hearts locally, he then went into a test kitchen and developed recipes for companies, big companies, big name-dropping companies all over the country and the world. And uh, it was because he just really knew what he was doing. And his signature product is the vanilla, the LaRuth's vanilla. And after he passed away, his recipes just sort of sat there. And it was kind of a tragedy because, I mean, he was really good at what he did and we all loved his recipes and then his grandson came along and decided to revive the business with his lovely wife from Paris Emily so Jacques and Emily are bringing back these coveted recipes and uh, things that people remember from Warren LaRuth and you can find out where to get these things at LaRuth's Gourmet 
LaRuthsGourmetFoods.com. LaRuthsGourmetFoods.com. But start with the vanilla. It is available in supermarkets around town. LaRuth's Gourmet Foods. I am going to uh, tell you exactly where to find it because you do have to look for it. And uh, it is not widely available yet, but, uh, but it's out there. So if you go to uh, the selected places where you can find LaRuth's Gourmet Foods, uh, I will tell you what they are because I keep waiting for my computer to load, which it isn't. We'll take a break and be back after this. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. Alrighty, we are back. You can get LaRuth's Vanilla at uh, Dorignac's, of course. You can get it at Bromart in Bellchase and River Ridge, at Aunt Sally's Pralines in the Warehouse District in French Quarter, at Leah's Pralines, Martin Wine Cellar Uptown and in Metairie. Maurice's French Pastries sells it, as does Norjo. You can get it at the Gretna Farmer's Market and Sweet Olive Market and Bakery. LaRuth's Gourmet Foods, LaRuth's Vanilla. Hi there, Nancy. Hi there, Marianne. How are you? What's going on? Good. I had a nice lunch today at a place that probably most people don't even know exists because I didn't. I thought it was just a wedding venue, but it is indeed a restaurant. Ah. Um, at It's called Ormond, what's the official name? Ormond Manor. Ormond Manor Restaurant. Uh And it's at the old Ormond Plantation on River Road, not very Uh far from beautiful downtown Kenna. Uh (laughs) And um, it was lovely. It's inside the, the, you know, main house. Uh It's like an old plantation-looking house, so it's like you're eating in somebody's house, several different rooms, um, lunch and dinner. How did you wind up there? How did you wind up there? Someone invited me. My cousin, we were going for one of the cousin's birthdays, just three of us, not the whole gang. And we were going to Rizzuto's, and then one of them said, oh, these girls I work with said that this place is great. We should try something new. So I said, okay. So that's what we did. So it's out in Ormond. It's on River Road before you get to Ormond Boulevard, right before. And it's and, and we, it's yes, open we did for pass lunch. It up and make a couple of oh. U-turns, huh? Uh huh. Okay. And it's open for like lunch and dinner and regular a la carte service. Yes. Okay. 
I'm yeah. going to check that out. And um, a pretty, I mean, it was a pretty extensive menu. Unfortunately, several things on it were not available. Of course, you know, it's like you, you make all this time to decide what you want. And then she says, oh, we don't have that today. <laughs> but anyway, it was a very cute waitress. She okay. was really friendly. Uh-huh. And um, so two, the other two ladies wanted to get something called shrimp and crab meat cannelloni. So it's uh-huh. like shrimp and crab meat baked inside of big pastas with them sauce on top mm-hmm. but she said they didn't have that today don't ask me oh. why he doesn't have the cannelloni she said oh wow and so then they switched over to um an eggplant dish called eggplant marapa which is like sliced um fried eggplant with the seafood sauce on top and that was really good they loved it and huge of course and i got a um pasta shrimp and artichoke and spinach pasta Shrimp Florentine pasta it was called. Hmm. So no really idea. good. No idea. I know. Okay. Pretty well, low place. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Thank you. You are always last good week for information, I, Nancy. I know. Last week I had my, my weekly lunch with the Beagle. I've been looking for places for the for the Beagle to go to lunch with me. And um, we went to Val's. I heard you talking about Val's on yes. uh-huh. Barrette. Mm-hmm. And it was very nice. We had um, several, we had the guacamole with several different salsas to go with it, and that was good. And the tacos. It's funny though, you know, this is such a little laid back kind of millennial place. And then as soon as we were seated, <laughs> they started they started um, rattling off. She said, "Have you ever been here before?" And we said, "No, first time." And she said, "Well, let me tell you how we do it." And it was like all these rules. <laughs> like, how old are you? Why do we need all these rules? I mean, you know, you I don't you find that whatever. to be the case though at the hipper places? They do have a lot more rules. I, I don't know. The rules were like no, oh, only one check per table. We said fine, and she said, and whatever you order, it's going to be served family style. So what does that mean? And she says, well, it'll be on one plate in the middle yeah. of the table. Uh-huh. And I said, well. You know, we're ordering tacos. Are we supposed to share our taco? I don't understand that at all. But I guess it cuts down on the number of plates. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I, I don't know. I, I don't try to get into that whole mindset at all. Um, I thought that the the salsa at Val's was underwhelming. The guacamole was wonderful. And that crema was just kind of weird. What did you think? I don't think we got the crema. That's like something that you dip in. Yeah, there were. Uh, we ordered guac, and I think the guac yeah. came with because you could order you could order a couple of different ways. You could order chips with guac, chips with salsa, chips with queso, and pico de gallo on it. And I kind of wish I had tried that because the queso fundido was just weird. And um, when we ordered the guac, we got this big old pile of guac, a smaller portion of salsa, which was different looking. Not bad, but just not, you know, not great. And then the crema, I think it was a crema, was just really weird. So... I had, I had, I felt like half of what we got was good and the other half was weird. Go ahead. What? Yeah. 
the gua- we got the guac with the two salsas. Yeah, that's the, the one that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it didn't have one. any crema on it. Well, it it had that that pale avocadoy crema look to it. It oh, was okay. not a crema. I forget Maybe what they call. Maybe I don't call know what a crema is. A crema is uh is the sauce of avocado and it's it's um it's thick, not too thick, and it's I love avocado crema. This was they didn't call it a crema, so let me find out what it is right. on the menu. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. So I thought it was just green um green salsa. No, it was not definitely not green salsa. Uh okay. it was something special and I'm looking up the name of it right now. All right, so keep going. Well, anyway, it? it was good enough. The the guac was very good. I'd say and good we enough got is four a good tacos. Definition of it. It's good enough. Go ahead. Yeah. We got four different tacos served in the middle of the table. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we did not I mean they're they're small. I was thinking, well, maybe they're great big tacos. I mean no. almost like a burrito that you split no. in half. But it wasn't. It was your regular uh-huh. little size, what, four or five inch tacos, but uh-huh. they were I think they were the corn tortillas and they were they, flat, so they weren't folded in half. Right. Yeah. And they had a lot of filling to them, which yes. was really a good value, but you couldn't fold them in half and eat them in your hand. It was just a mess. Yeah. You had to use, and what you, you know, think we of the, forks, you think of their house? God, I'm sorry. We uh, said so we had forks, but we did not have knives and it would have helped to have fork and knife to eat it with. But anyway, yeah. uh-huh. what did I think of what? Um, the tortillas themselves. The, the the house-made tortillas were unusual, too. They were gnarly. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't eat that much Mexican. I mean, they were okay. They weren't uh-huh. crunchy at all. They were soft. You know, you yes. could cut them with your fork. Yeah. They Okay, so it says salsa cremosa. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what what that is. And salsa tatamato, charred tomato. And I really just liked the guac. That was much it. You didn't try the empanada? No. Okay. No, we had the four different tacos, and that was, you know, after the guac, and that was enough. So, yeah, Uh we got the tacos that were, we tried one that was like the meat, which was, what is that word with the B? Biera, something like Barbacoa. that. Barbacoa. Barbacoa. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that it was very tasty, but a mess to eat. Uh-huh. Um, and what did I have besides that? I had that one. And, oh, the shrimp. The shrimp was very good. It was like three or four really big fried shrimp with some nice uh-huh. sauce on top. And then my friend had the one that was the sweet potato, which was strange, but she said very tasty. <laughs> and the chicken one, which had some kind of cheese all over uh, it. Tinga, the, the tinga. I, was it really spicy? Yeah. It was like in a the red, chicken? a red sauce, right? It had like red. Yeah, but it it had pickled onions, bright pink Everything pickled onions pickled all onions over it. On it. Which and the pickled onions were really good. That that <laughs> the pickled onions were kind of one of my favorite things on the table. 
That was the only thing. That was the only one of our four that had the pickled onions. Oh, really? Because I'm the, looking at a picture of them, and that's the only one that had the pickled onions. It's a really small menu. The empanada yeah, came with it is. a lot of pickled onions, and it was it was really really good. I thought. And crema. Did you get the elote? No, huh? The corn? No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, now I'm, no, I'm that seems be... like way too messy. Oh, yeah. It but, was, um, it's really messy. I was curious to see if yeah. it was as messy as the one we had the night before, but we didn't get it. I stuck with the queso fundido and not again. So, anyway, go ahead. What? That's it. They have okay. a nice little complimentary bowl of milk of milk bones for the doggies, <laughs> and they bring them a, a fresh bowl of water so they don't Aww. have to have water that somebody else's tongue has been in. <laughs> so, <laughs> other than other than the fact that you're kind of close to Magazine Street, sitting uh-huh. there, and that that kind of uh, freaked the dog out a little bit every time uh-huh. a motorcycle or something would go by. Uh-huh. But um, other than that, it was she a nice little it. place. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure she did. If she got, if she got her own bowl of water and a, and milk she bowls, did. I'm sure she liked it very what well. What was the name of the place, Nancy? Val's. 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 Okay. on um, magazine. And it doesn't say Val's. No, not on magazine. It's just Val's. It's on Ferret. It's on Ferret. Yeah, it's on Ferret, right across from the new Rouses. Yeah. It's a cool yeah. place. I like it. Um, you know, it's not it's not some place. If I lived in the neighborhood, I probably would go there pretty often. But I wonder what the people who live in the neighborhood and go there often uh, do when they've gone through the menu very quickly and you know don't want to eat too much more. Yeah, because I think other than the tacos, they had a section that said main plates or something like that, and it was maybe three things. Yeah, it's not a very big menu at all. It's definitely not yeah. a big menu at all. So, anyway, but I liked it well enough. You know, it it, it fit the. It was to be outside. That was my main criteria or criterion for the uh, for the day on Saturday, and that's what we did. So, it was quite a stretch, though. We we were thinking about N seven and their escargot and fresh cut fries <laughs> on their patio, so and then we the had to, and side. then we had to go. <laughs> And wound up at Val's having, you know, uh, salsa and guacamole. But when you have a single mind of what you want, and that is an open patio and don't want to be in the French Quarter, then that limits things. I mean, it really does. So anyway. All right, Nancy, as always, thank you. All right. That's it. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. I'd love to talk to you. Just got another half hour left before the end of the show. We'd love to hear about your plans for the weekend, if indeed you have any plans. Patty, do you have any plans for the weekend? Yeah, I'm. I don't know. No, kind of. We're we're up in the air. It depends <laughs> on the weather. But after hearing y'all talk about vows, that sounds like a fun place to go to. Maybe Saturday night for dinner. I don't know. We we always well, go I somewhere. Well, I know Miss Money Penny would love it. Yeah, and we'd like to would. go somewhere where we Does can she, take her. Is she allowed to eat milk bones? No, she can't. <gasps> oh no. Well, maybe you could get her some some radishes. Oh, I could I could bring I can bring her treats. She <laughs> bulldogs have sensitive immune systems, and oh. she's allergic to to too much oh, stuff okay. that. 
I don't like to take right, any chances. Time. Okay, 3.30, News Time. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. Governor Jeff Landry says the crime special session produced legislation that will make Louisiana safer. Now, it's not the panacea. It's not going to be the end all of crime, but it's a great step in the right direction. The legislature approved measures to expand methods used to carry out executions, lowering the age one can be charged with a felony from 18 to 17 years old, restrictions on parole and probation, and permitless concealed carry. The legendary Pistol Pete Maravich scored 3,667 points from 1967 to 1970 at LSU without a three-point line and averaged 44 points a game. Now, Iowa women's basketball player Caitlin Clark is 18 points away from surpassing the legend. She's in her fourth season at Iowa and averages 28 points a game. Jason Maravich says it's an apples to oranges comparison. If my dad had 40 in a game, it, it was a it, it hurt his average. 40 for him is a subpar game, which is it's, it's mind-boggling to think about, but I'll always look at his record as a true record. LRN. Is switching your wireless service to Total by Verizon easy? Totalmente. And you get unlimited 5G data? $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan? At an amazing price? With no contracts. Should you switch to Total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean... Totalmente. Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. This is Nancy Landry, your Secretary of State. The Louisiana presidential primary is March 23rd. As a reminder, only registered Democrats and Republicans may vote in their respective parties' primary. All qualified voters, regardless of party, may vote in local elections within their jurisdiction. Register to vote or update your registration in person or by mail by February 21st or online by March 2nd. Visit geauxvote.com for more information. This is Ed Harrell, founder of the Kindness Revolution. I was brought up in the South. My family was taught that the magic words are please and thank you. And there's a lot of truth to that. Research and opinion surveys show that people appreciate being appreciated, whether they be employees, coworkers, service providers, teachers, students, athletes, family members. The little act of saying thanks goes a long way towards encouraging more of the appreciated behavior. So beginning this week, let's spend a little time saying thank you to the people around us. It takes little time, no cost, and just a little thoughtfulness, but it'll make our worlds a little kinder. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The solar eclipse is coming in April, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it as it gets closer. You'll also be hearing about how important it'll be to have your solar eclipse glasses for your family and friends. Why not buy them from the store that promotes kindness? Simply go to shop-kindness.com and buy yours today. That's shop-kindness.com. By the way, our listeners get a 20% discount on all items, so head to shop-kindness.com and enjoy the eclipse safely with your family and friends. Remember, shop-kindness.com. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Okie dokie, 5569. Nine six is the number if you want to talk to me. I'm here. I would love to talk to you about food. We've been doing a lot of Tex-Mex talking because today is National Tex-Mex Day. Not necessarily because of that, but just because I inadvertently uh, made a Tex-Mex dish.
ish last night and we were talking about um how to fix it mainly it's it's frozen and needs fixing and i'm going to uh i'm going to get back to that it has too much too much uh heat in it too much heat that's the problem Five five six nine six nine six is the number. In 1925, the National Highway Numbering System came into being. Three major U.S. routes, 11, 61, and 90, originate in or pass through New Orleans. U.S. 90 is the most delicious of the old U.S. routes, beginning in Jacksonville, running along the Gulf Coast to New Orleans, past Mosca's along several bayous of Cajun country, then to the Tex-Mex capitals of Houston and San Antonio, touching Mexico in Del Rio and ending in the Big Bend country of West Texas at Van Horn. If you make it there, go to the Smokehouse for some very good Texas barbecue. Another strong candidate for tastiest U.S. highway is one, which starts in Maine and runs through all the major eastern cities, ending in Key West. Tom, I know that you didn't... Tom was kind of a map nerd growing up and really, really wanted to drive these three routes that he mentioned, 61 and 90 in particular. And I think the one that you did not do from at any point, like I, I know that you had done Highway 90 several times going out to the Big Bend, which is your favorite place in the whole world, but had not done the route from New Orleans to Jacksonville until, I want to say, 2017. It was quite recent that you did that and wound up going to see our daughter in D.C. when she was living there. But that was the main reason that you went to drive that portion of Highway 90. And it was uh, an interesting trip, I believe. The Smokehouse, I don't know where the Smokehouse is. You and I went to Big Bend on our very first cross-country road trip together where we argued about how to say maraschino cherry for four hours. <laughs> and it turns out that both are acceptable now, although maraschino is the proper way and after a while, people just get tired of fighting, so they say you can say it either way. But you were right, and I was wrong. But you can say maraschino or maraschino, either one. How, what nerve of me to argue with Tom Fitzmorris. That's, that's something that I have to laugh about now, but it seemed perfectly logical back then. It is uh, National Banana Cream Pie Day. That's tomorrow if you have had emeralds banana cream pie and would like to uh wax wax uh ecstatically about it um we would love to hear it i have not had we talked earlier this week about another kind of legendary dessert around town the commander's palace um souffle 
I arrived in Tom's life. I think that restaurant souffles as desserts were uh, eliminating, of course, the carrot souffle at Piccadilly. I'm talking about real... Um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> uh, fancy restaurants. Pardon me. We don't have a little button for that here. But um, Tom was all about the... Uh, don't tear that, Tom. I'm just trying to run blockage on Tom sitting across from me and what he's getting into here. Um, the souffle was kind of the talk of the town. I know that Commander's Palace is the one that started. And really, I think that was kind of like the only place I remember seeing it. Have you ever seen it any place but Commander's Palace? Commander's? No, I have not. I thought it was their thing. Well, it was their thing, but you know, every dish is copied. Yeah. I think and I feel like there were a couple of other places. I mean, we're talking back in the 80s, so, you know, it's a long time yeah. to remember. But I think that there were a couple of places that did copy it. And you could get that souffle in some other places. But um, Commanders has always been the one who started it. And I believe they are still doing it. And I, I believe the vanilla was the only kind that yeah, I Yeah, they're did still see doing there. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they are definitely still doing it. But it's a big, it's, it's not only a dessert that you look at, but it's a process. They come to the table, they open the top, they pour that sauce in the middle of it. Yeah, and, and you um, have to order it 30 minutes. You have to before. order it in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. You, you order it in the beginning when you order your appetizers, you say that you want. The um, kind of like chicken only, in my opinion, not as good. I would rather order fried chicken than a dessert souffle. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. A souffle is kind of hard to make. Uh, that was the thing that I think was part of the allure of it. That it was kind of a hard thing to make. I made cheese souffle out of cookbook as I've said many times before when I have cookbooks if I'm really obsessed with the cookbook and there are a few that have come in here that I am and one of them was Susan Spungen I forget the name of it but before writing her book she was for many years the food stylist for Martha Stewart Living so she's definitely got some good creds there and she had this delicious-looking cheese souffle recipe. And I actually did make a cheese souffle. And it came out. And it was pretty good. And I followed the directions. So maybe all of those are connected. But um, it, it was not as pretty as hers, but it was certainly very good. So a souffle, if I can do it, I think uh, anybody can make a souffle. I don't know about the dessert souffle, but that cheese souffle was actually very, very good. I want to say that this month we are going to be talking about Elmer's Candy again. I'm super excited about it. Last year was the 100th anniversary of the Heavenly Hash Egg, which Elmer's introduced to the world, a very much copied idea. And they have the regular 
Heavenly Hash, the original one, which is the uh, milk chocolate shell over the almonds and the um, marshmallow filling. And then, of course, when the world started turning to dark chocolate, they added the dark chocolate. And a couple of years ago, they had a strawberry heavenly hash. Have you had this, Patty? You've had it, haven't you? I have. It's yeah, absolutely melt in your mouth, delicious. Okay, so is what is the shell? Is it is it it's milk chocolate. or dark chocolate? Milk, milk chocolate. Milk mm-hmm. chocolate, and the interior is marshmallow Marsh- studded with, with strawberries? strawberries. Yep. Okay, is it just strawberries or is it the almond and strawberries? No, it's just strawberries. Okay, so then the heavenly hash, the studding in the marshmallow is strawberries. That sounds really interesting and good. I know that these are Louisiana strawberries because they told me that. And uh, it is available. Is it a pink wrapper? What's the wrapper look like? I've not even seen it. guess you have some there, do you? Yes, we do. We do. Okay, okay. Is it a pink wrapper? Yeah, it's a pink wrapper. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a pink wrapper. So it's a pink wrapper. So the emerald, uh, not emeralds, the uh, candy that we have loved for 100 years here is out in a big way this month for Easter. Don't forget to get your gold bricks and your regular heavenly hash and the... Um, Pecan egg, which I loved, which reminded me of sort of a European nougat. And this new strawberry heavenly hash. That's going to be really cool to have uh, to add that to the portfolio of your Easter basket or to add it to your Easter basket. You don't need a portfolio, just a regular old Easter basket filled with those uh, nesting, those little colored nest what is that? Plastic, I guess. Anyway, uh, filled with Elmer's candy. We grew up eating it. It's still around. We still love it. It's a generational thing. It's a generational love fest. Elmer's candy. Look at the Rouses. I see it everywhere at the, even at the checkout. Elmer's candy. Look for that strawberry heavenly hash and we'll be back after this. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Conti Street. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. We're back to the food show. Marianne must have stepped out for a minute. But we are talking about Tex-Mex food today. So if you have been anywhere that you'd like to call and tell us about, call us, 504-556-9696. And I've been busy while Marianne was on the air. I've gotten got in touch with a couple of chili experts. So next week, tune in. We're going to have Ben Castro from Ideal Foods, who's, you know, he's got to be a chili expert on any kind of chili you can think of. And we're also going to have 
a spokesperson from the New Mexico Chili Association. Now, they do more than just hatch chilies. They do a lot of different chilies. So we're going to get two different two different uh, takes on the different kinds of chili. So keep that in mind and give us a call or send an email to Marianne Fitzmaurice at WGSO.com. And we can find out if you've got any questions. And if you want to know anything about cooking with chilies, send us an email or give us a call, 504-556-9696. And uh, let us know what you're up to. What are your plans for the weekend? After hearing Marianne and Nancy talk about vowels on Ferret Street and that it's pet-friendly, we are thinking about uh, hitting up there, hitting them up for dinner Saturday night. I'm bringing Miss Moneypenny, who is a fun, a fun dinner guest to take out. And, you know, the weather has just been so good. It's supposed to be off and on raining this weekend. But all the weather people that I've heard have said, do not cancel your outdoor plans because it's not going to rain all weekend. So that should be fun. So we got a lot of things going on and we only got a few minutes left to the show. So if you got something you want to talk to us about, give us a call. 504-556-9696 and let us know what's happening. And there, you know, we've been talking about dogs today, so this is not really food related, but I'm going to pass this along to you. Tomorrow at the fairgrounds is wiener dog races so you can go out there and watch the horse races and watch the wiener dog races tomorrow at the fairgrounds at, at those things are so much fun to go and watch those um those a different kind of you know the horse races are fun too but seeing the weenie dogs is just a blast so uh, go out there this weekend and watch and if you have a weenie dog you can bring it weenie dogs are allowed to come in for um as spectators if they're not running in the race. So give us a call, 504-556-9696. We just got a few minutes left to the show. Marianne um, had to step away for a minute. So I'm here taking your calls. Give us a call. Let us know what you might be doing this weekend or where you've been. What is your experience with the bread pudding souffle at Commander's? I, I don't really know of any other place that had the bread pudding souffle on the menu. And I always thought it was because it was a real complicated dish. So um, I'm not sure. Maybe if any of you have tried to make it, call and let us know what you're thinking. You know, what is what is your... Marianne's not a sweet eater, but everybody who listens to the show knows that I am. So uh, I am happy to talk to anybody about the bread pudding souffle at commanders and hamburgers what are y'all doing this weekend might be a good weekend to barbecue wait ron has just walked in the studio and he's got some things to talk about what you got to talk about hello everybody in the radio world ron richardson counterpart over here all right uh what what you doing this weekend where are you going to WGSO 990 AM. <laughs> <laughs> no, for dinner. No, for oh, dinner. for dinner. Uh, I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, I think I'm going to try to go to Houston's this weekend. 
I love Houston. Yeah, I think I'm trying to go to Houston's this weekend and uh, order me a nice hamburger or either the rib, the ribs and the baked potato. Those ribs are fall off the bone, melt in your mouth. Now, have you ever been to the Boulevard? I call it Houston's 2.0. I've been to the Boulevard. I've never had the ribs there, though. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the same thing. A little different oh, yeah? with a twist, but it's the same thing. As far as the bread pudding, what are we talking about? Bread pudding? We're talking about anything. You know, Commander's has that bread pudding souffle. Okay. You know, where they bring it to you and it's like a, it's a souffle and they mm-hmm. poke a hole in it. Mm-hmm. And pour the whiskey sauce down the middle. Oh, you say whiskey. I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Oh, there she is. She's back. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When I saw your text go off, when did I, in, when did I go away? You did not As come back after the uh, commercial. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. So you missed the whole uh, Pomodori spot? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, well, then. <laughs> Well, then let me tell you, because it's important, because we have a new sponsor, and that sponsor, Pomodori, the little pizza place that is tucked away on the North Shore. It's in Mandeville, way 22, where Kmart used to be, is a new big shopping center, and he's in the older section, which is right next to the library in the corner there on the home goods side. Someone told about Pomodori a few months ago, and we went over there and love the place. It is, we've had him on the show. It's a cute little place. It is a delicious pizza, like not Neapolitan. It's not New York. It's a hybrid, what I call the hybrid category, where it takes the best of elements of both of those styles and uh, becomes its own thing. And I just think it's terrific. We had, we really got carried away. We had three or four different pizzas there. I loved all of them. And uh, I was delighted when we decided that he would be a uh, sponsor of the show. So I want to welcome Pomodori to the food show and tell you that on Fridays, they have a Lenten special and they have it today. It is, uh, it's like a Galatoire's plate of food on a pizza crust. It is brown butter base, leeks and potato, lump blue crab meat, and fontina cheese. This is finished with fresh lemon juice, green onion, and a 24-month aged Parmesan cheese. Does that sound like a gourmet meal on a pizza patty? It does. It sounds delicious. <laughs> That's Friday. Friday, they uh, this Friday, I don't know if he's going to have a different one every Friday, but that is their Lenten special. So you do not have to go to a fish fry place to have a Lenten special. You can go to Pomodori, a little pizzeria on the North Shore that is really, really delicious. We had them on the show. I really enjoyed talking to him. I like his story, and I am uh, delighted to have them with us on the food show. 5569696 is a number. I wonder why I went away. I didn't. Tom wasn't even pulling any of the any of the uh, cords here. Words to drink by from uh, Sam Houston, born today in 1793. He said President James Polk 
was a victim of the use of water as a beverage. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, the, the people who are quoted in the words to drink by have very strong opinions about water, and they're not ever really good, are they? Let's see, we're going to leave here and go to the Fridays, what's it called? Fri French Friday, which is a new thing at the Southern Hotel. It is available on Fridays. I don't know for how long, but starts today. And it is in the courtyard, which is probably not going to be all that pretty. But it's also available in the bar and the restaurant. And I don't know how that's going to work. Well, I guess it would work just fine. Uh, but it's, it's a, a fantastic deal. It's $5 French champagne, $5 glass of French wines, French 75, a couple other things. And then there are a couple of food items. One is the croque monsieur, French fries. And I have to look and see what the third one is. This was in our newsletter, so I will just look. Actually, I don't think we went into that much detail in the newsletter. But anyway, that starts today at the Southern Hotel. This is every Friday upcoming from 11 to 7. Alan's going to be George. Well, let's bring Alan in. George will not like it, but he's not available, I guess. Hi, Alan. Well, you know, I only have one question, and I was going to email you with this because it's driving me nuts. Uh, I don't think it was yesterday, day before yesterday or so, when you were talking to the chef Trey. Oh, yes, Trey Hurdy. Uh -huh. Trey Hurdy is his name. Oh, wait, Hurdy? no, Trey Williams. We had two trays back-to-back, -back. so Trey Williams uh, from um, he, he, Josephine Estelle. That's it. That's okay. it. That's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I looked at his menu, too, and it didn't really help me out. That uh, Cancio di Pepe, he, uh -huh. what was the pasta? You seemed to, when he mentioned it, yeah. you knew what it was. Yeah. And you said, well, yeah, I love what you said. You said, why are you using that pasta? <laughs> and he said, well, you know, we try to match up, pair up the, our sauces and our dishes yeah. with, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah. I'm not familiar. I, could, I searched and found 40 different, you know, varieties of pasta. Yeah. Uh, but could not find that one. Do you remember the name? Yeah, Canestri. C-A-N-E-S-T-R-I. Canestri. Yeah, it doesn't seem logical for cacio e pepe, which is a very simple dish. <laughs> Incredibly difficult to make, but simple. Mm. And uh, canestri is a beefy little nugget of pasta. And um, I don't understand that combination, actually. But anyway, but but it's the the cacio pepe that they're doing is not an authentic cacio pepe anyway. So, uh, in fact, I've only, like I said, I only had one in the United States that I would consider to be a true Roman cacio pepe. So mm -hmm. his has butter and um, what did he say he had in there? He had butter and oil, oh. butter and olive oil in there. It's good. It's a yeah. good dish. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, the con- I'm still still fascinated by this. You say it's uh, like a little nugget. Uh, it's like a little pasta. pasta nugget. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Is it round? Is it? Is it? It's uh, odd. It's odd shaped. It's um. It's uh, you know. Do you know what a radiatore is? You're an, you are a pasta expert, apparently. I don't well, know what I that mean, is. I, I eat out a lot, so um, it's uh, it's it's a it's a nugget, is what it is. It's a nugget of pasta, and um, it's but, not not radiatory. Radiatory. It looks like a radiator, which is what it's named for. And ah, um, Canestri had what? How, what's the size of canestri pasta? Um, is um, is it's like, it like it's barley? Like, uh, oh no 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 no! When I say it's, it's a nugget, I mean it's like a meaty little nugget, like um, like like a, like, a, a, like a no, not that meaty. Uh, it's like if you were to look at your thumbnail, it's like the size yeah. of your thumbnail, a little bit bigger. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. So okay. a little meaty nugget, little bit of pasta. Okay. All right, okay. Alan. On that note. Right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Well, I, I'm care. sorry that Canestri was keeping you up at night. It shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for the explanation. All, All right. right. Take care. Bye bye. That's it for the food show and the week and the month of February. We're on into March now. TGIF, do something fun this weekend. Have some great food. I know we will try, starting with fish fries. Don't forget your fish fries this evening. Patty, you're not doing a fish fry tonight? Uh, I don't think so. I I, I don't think so. I don't know. It depends on the weather. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Nomenu.com. N-O-M-E-N-U.com. WGSO New Orleans. It's 4 o'clock. It's time for the news. USA Network. Good night. USA News. I'm Tim Berg. Wildfires and blizzard warnings have over a half of a million Americans on high alert.